and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands is being killed. You will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stopping. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, is being killed. You will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stopping. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. 
He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands is being killed. You will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me and the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, is being killed. You will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go. Defend Welcome to Victory Christian Fellowship. We're so glad you're here. And if you're watching, we're so glad you're watching as well. We serve a good God. Amen. God is good all the time. Heavenly Father, we just adore you. We praise you. We direct our hearts to you, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, that you're going to do great and mighty things in us, through us, and to us. And we thank you, Lord, that you shower us with your goodness. And we give you our praise. And Thank you, Father, for being here with us. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship the Lord together. Are you ready to worship this morning? Bless your church with tongues of fire. Holy Spirit, 
of our heart. Come on, we're going to set things in order. We're going to refresh ourselves on this Pentecost Sunday. Hallelujah, we worship you in this place, Lord. Come on, just lift your hands up. We are God's people.
gives you boldness. It stirs up the witness inside of you that you can proclaim. You can demonstrate who you are in Christ. Oh,
the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, the mighty God. Oh, Lord Jesus, the Lamb slain before the foundation of the world. We praise you. you are we adore you. We glorify you, Lord. you've never been filled with the Holy Spirit baptized in fire it's such a wonderful and glorious thing you can come and get filled right now if you need to be refilled you can come and get refilled right now so if you need to be filled or you need to be refilled I want you to come here right now and receive from the Lord Hallelujah. Fresh fire. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Fresh fire. From heaven. Fresh fire. Being filled is a very important thing. Hallelujah. Fresh fire. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Be filled in the name of Jesus. Be filled with the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Ghost in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Be filled with the Holy Ghost and fire, fire in Jesus' name. Come on, if you need to be filled or refilled, come up here right now. Come up here right now. Jesus, like fire, shut up in your bones. Fire, fire, fire. Hallelujah. Father, I give you thanks and praise. Be filled with the fire of God right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Be filled with the fire, the fuego. In Jesus' name. Let it burn bright and hot. In Jesus' name. Fill it, Father, with the Holy Ghost and fire. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. followers he said I baptize you with water unto repentance but there's one who comes after me who's more powerful than I more noble than I I'm not even worthy to unloose his sandals but he will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire Jesus is the baptizer and it's available to every believer
when you get born again. But you need the fire to live out his promises. Hallelujah. Anybody else? The door is closing. Calling fire. Fire for your Hallelujah. calling. Fire for your day. Fire for your night. Fire for your work. Fire for your night. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, Father, you are here and you're working. We're so grateful and thankful for the work that you do in us, through us, and to us. If it wasn't for your work, oh Lord, we'd all be in a bad place. And Lord, we just thank you right now for speaking to us. If you're feeling heavy burdened, come to me, says the Lord, and I will give you rest. For I am the Lord of the Sabbath. You can enter into the Sabbath rest anytime, any place anywhere. I will give you rest for your souls. I will cause peace to flow over you. Because my peace will keep your heart and mind focused on the right things. So enjoy my peace. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Well, you may be seated. So glad that you're here. You're in the right you're in the right place for today. Hallelujah. God is oh. You need to get filled too? Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, be filled in the name of Jesus with the fire of the Holy Ghost. Let that fire just burn, burn, burn in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. You know, when you walk with God, you got to learn how to flow. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. That's all right. We're flowing. (laughs) Hallelujah. I forgot. It's Sunday. (laughs) Good to change things up a little bit. Amen. Well, we're going to confess the power of the blood. How many are glad for the blood of Jesus? Amen. It's the only thing in this universe that can wash away sin. So let's declare the power that the word says about it. There is a power in the blood of Jesus. His blood contains the life and love of God. The blood of Jesus is more precious than silver and gold. For he is the unblemished and spotless Lamb of God. Through his blood we are forgiven, and we have been fully redeemed from sin. The blood of Jesus is a shelter of divine protection all around us, and we are kept safe from our enemy. 
We have faith in the blood of God's Son because it freed us from the guilt of sin, it makes us acceptable to God, and grants us eternal life. Jesus, filled with the fullness of God, has reconciled us to himself and given us peace through the blood of his cross. Through Christ's blood, we receive mercy, we are born again, we have a living hope, and we have obtained an inheritance from God. The blood of Christ, through the eternal Holy Spirit, has cleansed our consciences from dead works and has enabled us to serve the ever-living God. We can confidently and freely enter God's throne room by the blood of Jesus. We can come before God in truth, sincerity, and confident faith. Jesus granted us access to this holy place when he died on the cross. We overcome the accusations of the devil by the blood of the Lamb and our own personal testimony. At Victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance, to proclaim the uncompromising Word of God, to build a strong body of believers, and to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. We activate God's Word to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting God's promises and experiencing their benefits. Amen. Amen. I wanted to add something to the announcements before they come up for announcements. If, you w- if you're not already um, ha- are following our Facebook page, if you have a Facebook account, you want to go to the church Facebook page and follow us. That adds to our numbers. That adds to our numbers, which will allow us to have access to more features to reach more people and the other thing is our youtube channel we do have a youtube channel that you should also follow and get the notifications for because pastor doug and i are getting ready to do something new and so we will post it on our youtube page and our facebook page for the church and it will be information that you could share to your family and friends and to people and the goal is that we all share it so it becomes highly public in the audience of the world. Amen? And you should do that with our services and anything, you know, the youth, they have their YouTube channel. You go on there and be the biggest fan. Amen? Uh, make a comment. Do all kinds of good stuff on there so people c- so the pages become very active and very dynamic and it will bring attention to... Um, the little robots that search the internet at night to figure out what everybody's talking about. They're going to see you're talking about what we're doing here. Amen? And this is another way for us to reach the world with the gospel, reach our neighborhood. Wouldn't it be awesome for somebody to find us one night and they live right down the street? Isn't that great? That's what we want. Amen? So that they can come and participate and be part of it. So if you don't know how to get to those places, our church website should have links to get you on there. And uh, you could figure it out. You, you know, ask a teenager. They'll help you. <laughs> Amen. God bless you. Good morning. It's an awesome day today. Living here in the fire, walking in the midst of fire with the Son of God, just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. That's happening today. Yeah, that was, that was just to show us what was to come. 
Hallelujah. Okay, this week we have um, Air Force, our youth group, on Tuesdays. That happens weekly at 6, 6 to 8. So we're excited for summer coming up. We have some new things planned for summertime. All right. And then Wednesday night refreshing happens weekly at 6.30 p.m. Come and be refreshed. Summer's a great time. People are changing their schedules. Invite them to come to church with you. And encourage them, like Dr. Fiona just said, watch, like, subscribe, share, comment, all those good things on the YouTube page and on the channel and the Facebook group page. I'm still learning the words. But, okay, here comes the air, the wind of the spirit. I just felt it blowing across us. Now it's actually the AC. For those who are hot with the fire of God, the air is just kicked on. (laughs) okay and then things to look forward to we have the commission club which sends people from our church around the world with the good news of jesus christ you can become a monthly weekly daily sponsor of that with your finances with your prayers and then you can give one-time gifts towards special trips depending on how you function But I encourage you to ask Holy Spirit for a new function. (laughs) That's what I do. I don't don't want to be stuck in a rut. Just like uh, Pastor Doug said, we need to flow with the Holy Spirit. And he's fresh and new, innovative, creative. And we need to be be flowing with him. So we're highlighting the Commission Club because we have a lot of travels planned. I keep calling Pastor Doug, Dr. Doug. So I think something, that's why I paused, because it's in my mouth. And uh, so we could, we could just start calling you Dr. Doug. (laughs) Okay. Pastor Doug is traveling first to India in September. And he's going to several different towns and Bible colleges and churches and ministering to people in India in September. That's going to be a, well, you're starting in August, it says. August through September is a three-week trip. So we want to support him in that. And then he's also traveling to Liberia in November. So this is a new country that he's touching. But he said something interesting the other day that he was, when he was in Sierra Leone, you were in the embassy of Liberia. So his feet actually touched that nation. And now he's going into the nation of Liberia, and that's in November. So that's the Commission Club. And I think Dr. Fiona most likely will be traveling to Guyana to bless the children home, although that's not on my paper. That's always on the radar as she's directing and caring for staff and children in Bless the Children Home in Guyana. And then a guest speaker to put on your um, calendar, July 2nd, it's a Sunday, from um, the South Pacific and India region is Andrew Taylor. So Reverend Andrew Taylor will be here. He's been with us several times before, and we look forward to him joining us on July 2nd. God bless you. Hallelujah. In, uh, in just over 20 years of pastoring, 
I have never been gone so long. <laughs> so uh, I'll be leaving uh, August 28th, and I'll be returning September 7th, uh, 17th. And uh, I'll spend an overall 41 hours in planes. <laughs> so uh, praise the Lord. God gives you grace. And um, I'm going to where uh, I first went to India for a couple of days, and then I'm ministering in two Rama schools. Uh, one in uh, Chandigarh and one in Hyderabad. So uh, it's going to be exciting. And uh, I just thank you for partnering with me and helping VCF touch the world. Yes. Amen. And uh, I want you to turn to the book of Joshua, chapter 6, for a moment. And um, I'm going to read this from the Amplified. Hallelujah. And I want you to look at um, verse 18, Joshua chapter 6 and verse 18. And he is talking about Jericho. And he said, but as for you, keep yourselves away from the things under the ban which are to be destroyed so that you do not uh, covet them and take some of the things under the ban for personal gain and put the camp of Israel under the ban or doomed to destruction and bring disaster upon it. Verse 19, all the silver and gold and articles of bronze and iron are holy, consecrated to the Lord. They shall go into the treasury of the Lord. What was so special about Jericho. Jericho was the first nation of Canaan. After they had crossed the Jordan River, Jericho was the first nation that Israel encountered. And God said that he gave it to them. But when it came to Jericho, he said, don't touch the silver or the gold or the bronze or the iron because that's going to go into the Lord's treasuries. Jericho was a tithe of the Canaan land. And God was telling his people to put him first. Amen? How many know that we got to put God's kingdom first? Not second. It's not a lesser priority. It is the top priority of our life. And so um, all the gold... See, now, they were able to take the gold and the silver and everything of other nations, of other places, but Jericho was the first. Right? It's the first fruit. Okay? So God was telling his people, you know, uh, God told Adam, you can eat of all these trees, right? But don't eat of this tree. Why? Because if you eat of this tree, you'll die. That tree was like the tithe. Right? And the tithe, the Bible says that the tithe, the tithe is 10%. Ever say 10%. 10%. Now that, that rate has never changed. God has never raised his rate, right? Uh, the kingdom of God has never suffered inflation, and it has never lost value. So God has kept his rate. He expects his people to honor him with the tithe because the tithe is the Lord's. Now, one person, he, when he went into Jericho, he coveted some things, and he took it for personal gain. His name was Achan. 
And he did it secretly. He actually took the stuff, silver and gold, and buried it and some clothes, buried it in his tent, right? And that caused Israel to lose a battle against Ai, which was a smaller opponent. And uh, Joshua didn't know why that they lost, and he sought the Lord. And the Lord told him, you got to uh, get rid of this camp. So God pointed out it was Achan, right? And Achan said, yes, I took the stuff because I coveted it. I wanted it, right? He took what was the Lord's for his own personal gain, and he ended up being destroyed, okay? I just want you to know that God's way of supporting his work and his people uh, is the tithe, Amen. And that's what we honor God with first. You take care of the tithe and God will take care of you. Because how many know there were much more cities after Jericho that they got the stuff in, right? So uh, that, that small portion of Jericho in compared to all of Canaan land, right, was a very small portion. But it made the difference because in every battle that Joshua fought that the Lord led him in, he didn't lose anybody, Right? So, Father, I give you thanks and praise as the people of BCF, as they give and uh, their tithes and their offerings. Lord, they give any time in the service. I thank you. I call them blessed. I call, Lord, that your face shines upon them. You are gracious to them, and you bless them indeed, and you give them peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken in all of their days in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. amen. So you can give any time during the service. Of course, if you're watching online, you can give through our website that way. Hallelujah. It's good to give. Amen. If God hadn't given to us, where would we be? All right. Okay. We got some awesome kids uh, in this place for kids life, kids living in faith every day. Kids, you can have a Holy Ghost day today. Amen. Our kids might need a fresh anointing today. So kids, we want to dismiss you to your class. So have a good class. And you know, I'm so excited about the next generation of servers that are uh, helping out in our sound booth and stuff. We we appreciate that. Praise God. Well, you know, it's a special day. It's two days, actually, two and one. It's a two-for-one special today, right? It's Memorial Day, and it's a day that was set aside. If you've lost, uh, if you know anybody or have experienced uh, losing someone, uh, on the field of battle in the military, you know, uh, it's good to remember them for the sacrifice that they've made. And uh, we're appreciative of, of all the people who serve in the armed forces who are willing to give their life and face danger and confront evil. And uh, thank God for the soldiers who have uh, kept and guarded our Constitution. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. And uh, so, but it's also Pentecost Sunday. And uh, we sang about the fire, and we're in the fire. Amen? And, but today, the Lord put on my heart that we're going to create a lasting memory, a lasting memorial. You're going to say, what is that? Stay tuned, and you'll find out. Right? What is a memorial? It's something such as a monument or a holiday Intended to celebrate or honor the memory of a person or event. Did you know that God set up memorials throughout the history of his people? I'll show you some of those in just a moment. 
Um, a memorial is designed to preserve the memory of something. It's a, it's a reminder. Um, and it, it causes us to commemorate a person or an event that took place. And the best memory that God can create in us is a changed life. How many have been changed by the gospel? Amen? And if you haven't, just wait a minute. Because when you encounter Christ, you can't remain the same. Because he does something wonderful. And, uh, you know, when Israel crossed the Jordan and God instructed the priests to carry the Ark of the Covenant, when they dipped their foot, now the, the Jordan was at flood stage. Its banks were overflowing. But when the priest carrying the presence of God stepped in the water, the water parted and Israel crossed on dry ground. And the Lord told Joshua to take 12 men and gather 12 stones and make a memorial. So that when your kids ask you what happened, you could tell them, what are those stones for? You could tell them what God did. We crossed the Jordan on dry ground. That's uh, found in Joshua chapter 4. Joshua chapter 4. How many know that uh, God made a memorial in the sky when Noah made a sacrifice after he got off the ark? It's called the rainbow, right? That's a memorial for God that every time he sees the rainbow, he says, I'm never going to flood the earth again. Amen. That was a memorial. And we still see rainbows today. Amen. Still haven't found the pot of gold, but praise God. When Jacob in Genesis 28, when Jacob had an encounter with God and he set up a stone and a pillar, he called it God's house. And he anointed that stone and that became a memorial. And he had visited that place at another time in his life and and God spoke to him there again as well. Um, When Israel was brought out of Egypt in Exodus chapter 12. It's called the Passover. And uh, in Exodus 12, 14, uh, the Bible says, Now this day will be a memorial to you. You shall keep it as a feast to the Lord throughout your generations. And we still celebrate the Passover in the form of communion. Amen? It's a memorial. You know, God wants you to remember. Amen? He tells us not to be a forgetful hearer, okay? And then uh, go with me to uh, Malachi chapter 3, the last book of the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 3, and I want you to look at verse 16. Hallelujah. Malachi chapter 3. And verse 16, did you know that the Lord records your conversations? Then they that feared the Lord spoke often to one another, and the Lord hearkened and heard it, and a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Lord and that thought upon his name. 
So when you're sitting at uh, the breakfast table, you're sitting with lunch with someone, and you're discussing things of the Lord, the Lord's making a book of remembrance about that conversation. Why? The Lord likes to record things. Amen? So how are we going to make a lasting memorial? You can make a lasting memorial. I want you to turn with me to the book of Daniel chapter 12. Daniel chapter 12. God has made it possible for you to create a lasting memorial that he will forever remember. And I know that you're on the edge of your seats. What is this lasting memorial that I, as a believer, that you as a believer can create? All right? Daniel 12, 3. And they that be wise. How many wise people are here? You have the spirit of wisdom. I should see more hands than that. Amen? Y'all need to change your image. (laughs) See, I have the spirit of wisdom. Jesus is my wisdom. Okay. So when the Bible says, they that be wise, you say, that's talking about me. They shall shine as the brightness of the firmament. You can outshine a star. God will put your name in lights. You talk about a lasting memorial. You know, people want stars named after them. I don't know how that's possible, but God will put your name in lights. They that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. What does that mean when you win souls? When you share the gospel? When you live in a way that presents Jesus to someone else and they get tuned into Jesus, God will put your name in lights and you will shine like the stars forever and ever. I always wanted my name in lights. But it's a different kind of light. Is this Bible? This is recorded forever in eternity. They that be wise. I'm going to read it again. Let me read it from the Amplified. Those who are spiritually wise will shine brightly like the brightness of the expanse of heaven. How many has ever seen the stars? You go outside, you see the stars, right? They're shining. You're, you can shine like that. The Lord is telling you this. That's a lasting memorial. I will shine like the brightness of the expanse of heaven, and those who lead many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever and ever. You know who's God's shining stars? Are the ones who promote his good news. How many want to be a shining star? Well, you're a living epistle. Amen? A shining star. Any righteous person can lead another to righteousness. Three amens. You know, that means you. How, do you be, how does one become righteous? You accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. How many accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? Then you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You are as righteous as Jesus is. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Say, I am righteous. 
because you are righteous, you can help someone else be righteous. How do you do that? You introduce them to the one who made you righteous. You talk about the one who made you righteous. You live like the one who made you righteous. And your righteousness can positively affect others. Amen? The righteous will shine like the stars who lead many to righteousness. He's not, he didn't just say preachers. He's talking about every person who knows Jesus Christ as Savior. Amen? You want a lasting memorial? Having you shine like the brightness of the stars. I think that's pretty lasting. Amen? When you're in heaven, God's going to say, that's you shining right there. He's going to point out your shine. Right? Here, we're just getting you polished up so that you can shine, right? We're putting on some turtle wax and getting the buffer out. All right? So, shining as the brightness of the stars. You know, the beautiful shining of the stars, that can be you. And it's very simple to lead many to righteousness. Right? To be instrumental in pointing people to Jesus. See, here's the thing. If you want to shine like a star uh, in the heavens, you don't have to convince them. You just have to tell them. See, I don't have to convince them. I just have to tell them and show them. The Holy Spirit does the convincing. You just do. How many remember in grade school or elementary school? Show and tell, right? You could bring something from home and you could show your class. You could talk about it. That's just like witnessing. We're just doing show and tell live, right? In person. Anybody can do show and tell. If you've been touched by Jesus, you've got something to show and you've got something to tell. Hallelujah. Go to Proverbs chapter 4. Oh, glory to God. God wants you to shine. Proverbs chapter 4. Look at verse... uh, Hallelujah. Look at verse 18. Mm -mm -mm. But the path of the just... Is as the what? Shining light. That shines more and more unto the perfect day. (laughs) Did you know that your light can increase? It can become brighter. And brighter as the noonday sun. Who, Who is the noonday sun? That's Jesus. And... Does the moon have its own light? No. The moon reflects what? The light of the sun. We need to be like the moon. We don't have our own light, but the light of the sun has gotten in us, and we're reflecting the light of the sun. Can you imagine your light increasing as the noonday sun? It's written in Scripture. The path of the just, that's the righteous. Is as the shining light. Right? Amplified says, like the light of dawn. How many's ever been 
asleep and, and, and you, you had the light shine right on your face, right? I remember the first time I went to Guyana. It was like 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock. I mean, the light is like, it's at noonday. You're like, holy cow. I mean, that brightness just fills the room, right? But this is how God wants believers. Because when you shine, that's how you create a lasting memorial. Amen? God wants you to be a light. He doesn't want you to be a light that fizzles out. He wants you to shine from now for eternity. Why? Because you've got an unlimited power source. Amen? And the Holy Ghost is your filament. You know, that's the little wire inside a bulb that glows. The Holy Ghost is your filament. He's in, on the inside of you, right? And, and you as a believer, you've got to maintain the glow. When I first, when I first went to Ramah, uh, Brother Hagen taught us in orientation, his message was maintain the glow. We've got to maintain the glow, amen? How do we maintain the glow? Just stay close to Jesus. Just stay close to Jesus. You know, Moses... In the book of Exodus, he was called up to the Mount Sinai. And there he was presented with the, the tablets of stone, which were the, were the Ten Commandments, right? And he had spent 40 days on the mountain with God. I believe he was actually in heaven. Because the Bible says that lightning and thunder descend on the cloud. I think God, the heaven just descended on the top of that mountain. And, and Moses got to see the tabernacle in heaven so that he could build it on earth. Just like Milton Hershey. He liked that hotel in Europe, so he bought the designs and built it here. Right? I took a Hershey trolley ride. I, I heard that. <laughs> True, I did. They give you chocolate all the way. It's awesome. A history lesson with chocolate. Praise God. But how did Moses... What, what happened to Moses when he came down off that mountain? He was glowing. Why? He had been in the presence of God. He was glowing so much that the people said, Moses, put a veil on. They, they couldn't handle it. Right? I remember one time uh, years ago when I was uh, single living in Illinois. And uh, I just... The night before, I was just spending time in prayer, worshiping God, praising God. And the, the following day, we were just outside hanging out with some friends. And one of my friends, we were sitting at a picnic table, and they kept looking at me like, I'm like, what? They're like, you're glowing. I said, cool. <laughs> Amen? When you got fire inside of you, fire glows. We need to have some saints glowing. Amen? If you're not glowing, we need to stoke that fire. You know, we need to get one of those big bellows. That's the wind of the Holy Ghost. Some of you need this. All right? Go to Proverbs 11.30. How many want to shine for Jesus? Well, the best way to shine is to influence others. And I'm going to help you where to start. All right? Proverbs 11.30. Proverbs 
The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. Did you know that trees constantly produce fruit? And you know that you're a tree planted by the rivers of living water. You're an oak of righteousness, right? You know why you're a tree? Because God did a tremendous job in you. And he started a branch office. All right. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he that wins souls is what? They're not dumb. They're not ignorant. They're wise. Why did Jesus come? Did he come to give you a better life? Did he come to change the world? No, he came to save souls. He was compelled to come out of heaven and come to earth and be born a man and to suffer and to die so that man could come and be saved, get reconnected with God. That's why Jesus came. And we are his body. We grow up in his house. We are citizens of heaven. And we ought to share the same goal. We ought to be passionate about souls. Why? Because we're wise. Right? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go to um, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Are you doing okay this morning? So the Lord instructed me that we're going to create a lasting memorial. And every one of you have a part in creating that memorial. See, the beauty of, of sharing the gospel is it can be shared in so many ways. You can share the gospel in song. You can share it in preaching and teaching. You can share it in witnessing. You can share it through art. You can share it through baking. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Right? Didn't the angel bake some cakes for some people? Yeah, they baked the cake for Elijah. That was angel food cake. If it's an, an angel makes it, that's angel food, right? So my point is, everyone in this room has talents, abilities, and gifts that you can share, that you can use to share the gospel with someone. Amen? Maybe you're a good listener. Listen to people's problems and then just offer to pray for them. Everybody can do something. Say, I can do something. Because I want to shine. Because I want to make a lasting memorial. Yeah, we have been brought to this earth to impact this earth. And we only have a window of time. Our life is like a vapor. It's here, then it's gone. We ought to, since we know Christ, it doesn't matter when you came to know Christ. From the moment you met Christ, live like you have no regrets. Because live for Jesus. Live the new life. You know, the Bible says walk in the light as he is in the light. We're supposed to walk in the light, right? Jesus said, let this light so shine. Uh, Matthew five fourteen. let this light so shine. Right? Before men that they see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. So we're, we're children of the light. We, we've been touched by the light. We've been called by the light. The light's living in us. Right? So all we can, I'm just letting it shine. Right? Just let, look at your neighbor and say, let your light shine. 
Did you know that Jesus said, no one has a lamp and puts it under a bushel? You were not meant to be a secret service Christian. Where nobody knows that you're a Christian. It's like the one guy who showed up at church, but he only went there for Christmas and Easter. And the pastor was greeting everybody as they exited the church. And he goes, oh, it's nice for you to come. Glad you were here. He says, I never see you. And the guy says, I'm a secret service Christian. The Christian life was not meant to be lived and carried out in secrecy. Why? There's nothing to be ashamed about. Amen? So I've got nothing to be ashamed about. All right. Second Corinthians chapter 5. And uh, let's go to um, verse 17. Second Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, whenever that Bible records that word, you want to see what it's there for. Okay? If any man be in Christ, any mankind, anybody can be in Christ. Is it hard to get in Christ? You can't buy your way into Christ. You can't behave your way into Christ. You can only believe your way into Christ. All right? Accepting Jesus Christ. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. We got some new creatures in here today? Do you realize that you are the recipient of the greatest miracle of all? Because you have received new life, you receive the greatest miracle. You've been delivered from hell. You don't have to go to hell. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to avoid the wrath of God. You're going to be in heaven with Jesus. He is a new creature. You're a new creature with a new feature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. All right, so you're walking in the newness of life. Verse 18, and all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Say, I have the ministry of reconciliation. Today you've been called into the ministry. Every one of us has the ministry of reconciliation. What does it mean to reconcile? It means to make right. How many ever reconciled your checkbook? Don't raise your hands. Right? But that's something that we need to do. Make sure that everything going out and everything deposited is recorded properly. Right? We have the ministry. We have been given the ministry of reconciliation. Did you know God has employed you as his publicist? With the power of the Holy Spirit. Every one of us are a publicist for God. What does a publicist do? A publicist promotes their employer. 
right? They go around, they, they, they promote their employer. That's what a publicist does. They, they put uh, stuff on Facebook. They put stuff on Instagram, stuff on YouTube, right? They make sure that the image of their employer looks good, sounds good, right? Guess what? We are publicists for Jesus. We have been called to publicize. To, the word proclaim means to publicize. We have to publicize this ministry of reconciliation, if you want to be a, if you want to create a lasting memorial, that's what we got to do. Yes. Whether or not you create a lasting memorial is up to you. Amen. Yes. Okay, let's read on. Verse nineteen: To say that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto Himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed. Unto us the word of reconciliation. Not only do you have a ministry, but you have a word of reconciliation. Your word is, when you encounter someone, you can say, you can change. It doesn't have to be this way. There's a better way. Amen? Say, there's a better way. There's a better way of living. I got so angry the other night. I was listening to the radio. And the person said, sometimes God heals, sometimes he doesn't. I was like, that is a false statement. That's like saying God saves sometimes and sometimes he doesn't. God heals all the time. That's his will. But whether people, people have a part to play in that sometimes. Just like people, is it God's will for all to be saved? Are all saved? They have a part to play in that. Right? It's not automatic. Anyway, I'm off my soapbox now. Okay? Verse 20. Now then, everybody say now. Okay? We are ambassadors for who? Say, I'm an ambassador. An ambassador lives in a foreign country operating at the expense of the country they came from. An ambassador lives in a foreign country operating on the expense of the country that sent them. And an ambassador can enter into negotiations as long as it benefits the country that they represent. An ambassador lives in an embassy, and an embassy is considered sovereign ground of the country where the ambassador came from. When I was in college, we visited the Nissan plant, and it was in uh, near Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, we, we toured this facility. There, there they made the Ultima and the truck. And they showed this, their, their technology was the entire frame would, would go throughout the, the factory and then stuff would get added onto it. It was pretty cool. But they told us that that factory was sovereign ground of Japan. Because whatever, however they set it up, their agreement, that's what their agreement was. That, that factory ground, not, not anything outside the factory, but that factory ground, it was sovereign ground. 
An embassy is sovereign ground. It belongs to the nation where the ambassador is from. We are ambassadors of Christ. Oh, glory to God. We don't have to live according to the world. We live according to heaven that sent us. We live according to the standard of heaven. I don't care what's happening in the economy. I don't care how much this, this gets high, that gets high. It doesn't matter. I've got a Jehovah Jireh. I've got a God who's got more than enough. I've got a God who can supply my need according to his riches and glory. Let me say according to his riches and glory. That's ambassador talk. You can tell an American embassy in Guyana because they have air conditioning. It's true. (laughs) That's the American embassy, yeah. Okay, we are ambassadors for Christ. I'm an ambassador for Christ. So that means when you're out eating lunch, you're representing Christ. When you're at home... Dealing with the family, you're representing Christ. When you're watching a ball game or whatever you do for enjoyment, you're representing Christ. You don't stop representing Christ when you leave the church. And the building is not the church, by the way. You are the church. The people is the church. This is where the church meets. So wherever you go, you are a representative of Christ. How you speak represents Christ. How you act represents Christ. The habits that you do represent Christ. Some things you do, Christ doesn't do. So guess what? Guess who needs to change? (laughs) If you're doing something that Christ wouldn't do, stop it. Change. Amen? He'll help you change. Did you know Paul was addicted to persecution? But when he met Jesus, he had no desire to persecute anymore. The addiction left him. Isn't that true? Zacchaeus was addicted to collecting money until he met Jesus. All of a sudden, he wanted to give four times. He didn't say, I'm struggling with keeping this. No. His initial response to meeting Jesus was, if I've wronged people, I'll give them four times. Amen? Amen? Jesus can take care of your any addiction. I don't care what it is. If you're doing something that's not pleasing God, keep in mind you're a representative of God. So we represent him 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Okay? As though God did beseech you by us, we pray you in Christ's stead be reconciled to God. For he has made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Jesus became something he wasn't so that we could become something that we weren't. He knew no sin, so he became sin, so that he could destroy sin. We were, we were in sin, but now we met Jesus, so now we can become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Once you accept Jesus Christ, you are no longer an old sinner. You are a new creature. You are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That is your new nature. You've, given, you've been given a new nature in Christ Jesus. You're not just an old sinner saved by grace. An old sinner saved by grace is a barn getting a new coat of, new coat of paint. But when Jesus came into your life, he rebuilt the barn. He 
didn't just put a coat of paint on it. You're a brand new barn. You got new shingles. You got a new roof. All the termites are gone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bill Bright, you may know him. He's from Campus Crusade for Christ. He said this, you can change your world by talking about Christ wherever you go. How many would like to change the world that we're living in? It needs some changes because our country is heading in the wrong direction. But we need some people that will step up and be a voice for righteousness because the Bible says when righteous rule, people rejoice, right? Righteous people aren't ruling today. And it's going to change, praise God. God's not done with America yet. Why? Because we're a remnant. Amen? We have the power to change this nation. Through our prayers, through the voting, through participating. Amen? So here's what Bill Bright said. He said, in my opinion, the only way to change the world is to change individuals. Changed people in sufficient numbers will produce change campuses, change communities, change cities, states, and nations. Yes, in a very real sense, a changed world. Jesus Christ is the only one who can change people from within. You can help change the world by introducing people to Jesus Christ. And I'm going to give you some tips on how to do that, and I want to talk about an individual that did that. Amen. Are you you with me? What are we doing? We're creating a lasting memorial today. Today's Memorial Day. Today's Pentecost Sunday. They go hand in hand. The best memorial that you can create is a changed life. Change your life and help someone else change their life. Amen. That's how God designed the body of Christ. When you got born again, you signed up to the family of God. Guess what? You're in the family business. Well, I didn't want to be. Too bad. You're in. Suck it up. (laughs) Right? First of all, if... (laughs) Ask yourself this. Is my Christianity worth exporting? You know, countries export goods so that they can gain... they, They trade with other nations, right? Is your Christianity worth exporting? Did God do a sufficient change in you that you'd want to share that with someone else? Sure, it should be. I mean, receiving Jesus Christ is the greatest thing. I was in a dead religion. I knew about God until I met Jesus. And I met him personally and he came into my life. He changed my life. Has I, have I done everything that he wanted me to do? No, I miss, I miss the mark sometimes. But I still remember the day when he met me. I remember the day when I asked him to come into my heart. I can see myself. I can see the place that I was in. It, it's a memorial in me. It changed my, the course of my life. It, it, it opened the door to my calling and my purpose. And 
I will not be silent about Jesus. I will talk about Jesus when I'm in a restaurant, if I'm at the laundromat, if I'm in the gym, I'm going to talk about Jesus. Or I'll wear a shirt that says something about Jesus. Come on, we need some bold saints. It's time for the church to rise up and take their place. Here are some ways that you can shine. Tips to shine. I feel like a shine boy today. And you have stepped up to my little box. And I'm going to rub some uh, shine on, on your shoe. And I'm going to buff it. And I'm going to brush it. And put a little spittle. It makes it really shine. Well, I am, I am a preacher that spits, but one of my friends was with me one time and I was preaching and he said, Doug, I'm going to get you a shirt that says spit happens. <laughs> Maybe that's why the front row is not <laughs> empty. How many has ever seen the comedian Gallagher? You know, he smashes fruit and people on the first front rows have to get plastic sheets. Maybe we'll get some plastic sheets for you. You'll be all right. Number one, tip to shine. As you witness, bring glory to God because uh, that's how we glorify. Look at John 15, verse 8. The Gospel of John 15, verse 8. Bring glory. You know, sharing your faith brings glory to God. John 15, verse 8, herein is my Father glorified. How many want to glorify God? Okay, this is a way that you can do it. That you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. What does it mean to bear fruit? It means to share the seed. In order to bear fruit, you've got to share the seed. Because fruit comes from seed. Right? When you're sharing the gospel, you're sharing seed, you're producing fruit. Amen. How much, how much fruit does God want you to produce? A little? Everybody say much. We need to get busy. It's time for our tree, it's time for our trees to be undormant. And it's time to be producing. If you can't move, call people. Do what, ask, there's something that you can do to win people. If you don't know what to do, start praying for people. Amen? Okay. So, God wants us to be much, that, that, those are his disciples. Disciples are fruit producers. Much fruit, God's in, he's a God of abundance. He's not a God of little dabs. He's, he's, got a, he's not a God of just enough, he's a God of more than enough. So he wants you to produce fruit. All right? Go back to 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verses 14 and 15. The second thing is there's something in you that compels you. 2 Corinthians 5, 14. For the love of Christ constrains us. Because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live should live 
not henceforth unto themselves. That is a clear scripture. Don't live for yourself. Once you meet Jesus, you stop living for yourself. But unto him which died for them and rose again. We have the love of God that constrains us, that compels us. Why did God give his son to the world? Because he loved the world. Love is a motive of evangelism. Compassion is the way we carry it out. So we, we glorify God, number one, and the love of God compels us, number two. Say, I've got the love of God. You know, the Bible tells us that he shed his love abroad in our hearts. God made a deposit in you of love, perfect love. And when perfect love came in, it cast out all fear. Hallelujah. Say, I'm fearless and I'm faithful. Okay? Number three. Go to Matthew 4.19. Matthew 4.19. These are tips to shine. I'm buffing your shoe. I'm brushing. Going to make it shine. Matthew 4.19. Jesus, this was after he met uh, Peter. He said to them, follow me and I will make you what? Fishers of men. I don't know how to fish for men. Jesus said he'll make you. You can learn from him. If you don't know how to do it, if you don't know what to do, you've got a master fisherman who knows how to bring fish into a net. Jesus said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. When you follow Jesus, you become interested in other people. I mean, you don't want to see your worst enemy go to hell. You know, hell is a place of torment where the fire never dies and dies out. The worm never dies. It's utter darkness. And people are going to experience pain forever and ever and ever and ever. And you don't want anybody to go there. But you can give them a ticket. You're the new ticket master. You can give people a ticket out of heaven. And... and don't worry that they're not going to stand in line. You got plenty of tickets to give. Amen. You've got a ticket to ride. (laughs) All right. Jesus chose you. Jesus knew you could do it. If he, if he wasn't convinced you could do it, he wouldn't have chosen you, but he chose you. All right. Number four, John fourteen sixteen. John fourteen sixteen. I'm fourteen six, I'm sorry. Fourteen six. Tips to shine. He said this. Jesus said, I am the way. How many has ever encountered someone that lost their way? Right? Oh yeah. They sit next to my cubicle. <laughs> It was that clerk at Walmart, you know. We encounter people every day that have lost their way. They need help finding the way. Who's the way? Jesus is the way. Right? We can show them the way. All you got to do is show them. Whether or not they get there, that's up to them. But you just show them. Amen? Tell them 
display it, present it, communicate it, however you want to do it. Amen. The Holy Spirit will help you do it. But we got to do it so that we can shine, make a lasting memorial. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. All right? There's no one else that can save a person than the name of Jesus. That is the only name. It's exclusive. Can't find salvation in Buddha. Can't find salvation in Muhammad. You can only find salvation in Jesus. He is the only Savior. There's only one way to God, and that's through Jesus Christ. And it's not about going to church. It's about having a relationship. But when you have a relationship with the head of the church, you're going to want to go to church. Amen? (laughs) All right. Number The fifth thing, the fifth tip. Um, Psalm 103. Psalm 103. Hallelujah. Love this passage. Anything that has to do with benefits or inheritance, I love it. (laughs) No, I love it all, but that especially. Psalm 103, verse 2. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. The gospel is loaded with benefits. People can experience benefits. When you get hired on a job, don't they go over the benefits? Health care, life insurance, help with this, 401k, whatever it is, amen? Time off, personal days, right? When you first get hired, you go over all that stuff with the uh, HR person, right? Amen? So tell people that God's a God of benefits, right? They can become children of God. We can become temples of God. Your sins are forgiven. Hallelujah. Uh, you can experience peace. You can be delivered. You can get healed. Hallelujah. You can find your purpose. There's all kinds of benefits. Emphasize the benefits. Right? Don't tell them how wrong they are. They already know how wrong they are unless the Holy Spirit tells you. But emphasize the benefits. Glory to God. The sixth tip, number six, is uh, witnessing has a way of increasing your prayer life and your study of the Word. Because when people ask you questions about the Word and you can't answer it, it's okay to say, I don't know the answer to that now, but let me find out for you. Right? It'll, It'll enhance your prayer life. If you're going to talk to God about men, you need to, I mean, if you're going to talk to men about God, you need to talk to God about men, right? And you need to be a student of the word because you have to be an approved worker. Study to show yourself approved unto who? God. We need to study God's word, right? Because that's the thing we're presenting so that we can make a lasting memorial, Glory to God. And uh, I already mentioned it, but 2 Corinthians 5.20, we're ambassadors, so we represent Christ to the world. Who else is going to, if not you, then who? If not now, then when? Well, I'm just waiting for the right moment. When's the right moment? Now faith is. Now's the right moment. You don't know what your testimony can do. 
Your testimony could be the difference of a life or death to someone else. Amen? No, you are the chosen generation. You are the royal priesthood. You are a peculiar people. doesn't mean you're weird. It just means God owns you because he bought you. Amen? You're a child of God. You are a king and a priest to heaven. And we have to represent God to the world. It's us. All right? And then Acts 1.8. Acts 1.8. That's why the day of Pentecost is important. Fifty days since Jesus, since Easter, since Jesus died on the cross. Acts 1.8. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Notice, not to praise, not to worship, not to feel good, but to witness. You have witnessing power that's been given to you by the Holy Ghost. Say, I have witnessing power. You shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. Unto me, unto the Lord, in Palmyra, in Lebanon County, in Dauphin County, in Pennsylvania, and over all the entire world. You are a loaded gun going somewhere to be a big bang blessing. Hallelujah. All right. Go to John chapter 5. John chapter 5. I'm actually going to talk to you about two people just real quick. John chapter 5. And look at verse 35. It's talking about John the Baptist. (laughs) John was a Baptist when he met Jesus. God bless the Baptist. John 5:35. He was a burning he was a burning and a shining lamp. Everyone say a shining lamp. And you were willing for a season to rejoice in his light. What did John do? He preached repentance. John was pretty in your face. Who told you snakes to come out of the mountain? Right? His message was a message of repentance, but he let his light shine. That was his light. His light was repentance to go before Jesus and to announce his coming. All right? He was a forerunner. All right? Go to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Hallelujah. And look at verse uh, 16. This is a prophecy about John. Luke 1.16, and many of the children of Israel shall he turn to the Lord your God. I mean, if a man wearing a camel clothes, eating locusts and honey, can turn people to Jesus, I think you can turn some people to Jesus. You're a lot more fashionable. If a man hanging out in the wilderness 
Wearing camel's clothes can turn people to Jesus. I think you can too. I know you can. Amen? Notice many of the children of Israel he turned. Hallelujah. He went before them in the spirit and the power of Elijah. He was a forerunner before him. Glory to God. And uh, he, John testified. He said, I'm not the light, but I point to the light. But he was letting his light shine. However God leads you to let your light shine, just let it shine. Let it burn bright. Sometimes it's a spotlight. Sometimes it's more of a narrow beam. Sometimes it's a wider beam. But just let it shine. Glory to God. Say, I'm letting it shine. Hallelujah. Go to John chapter 4. John chapter 4. Look at verse 34. John 4, 34. What, what kind of memorial are we creating? And that means shining. That means influencing people for Christ. John four thirty four. Jesus said unto them, My meat is to do the will of him that sent me and finish his work. So Jesus was a witness himself. Right? He came and testified to the kingdom of God. He said he would go around saying the kingdom of God is at hand. Right? It's closer than you think. And then he said, verse 35, Say not ye that there are four months, and then comes harvest. No, harvest time is now. Say harvest is now. <laughs> Behold, I say to you, just as Jesus saying, lift up your eyes and look. Sometimes we just need to lift up our eyes and look. Sometimes we're looking at the wrong thing. When we look at the wrong thing, it might produce complaints. When we look at the right thing, it'll produce compassion. For they are white already to harvest. And he that reaps receives wages. Did you know that God will take care of you? When you represent his kingdom, he will take care of you. Why? Because you're an ambassador. Say, God will take care of me. You know, when he sent the 70 out uh, in Luke 10, he sent them out with no money bags, no extra shirt, and uh, they went out, and they came back, and Jesus asked them, did you lack anything? And they said, no. They didn't lack a thing. Amen? When you work for the kingdom of God, Jesus will take care of you. Because a worker is worthy of his wages. He that reaps receives wages. And gathers fruit unto eternal life. Why? Because you're a fruitful tree. So we've got to gather the fruit. That both he that sows and he that reaps may rejoice together. The work of the Lord produces rejoicing. Hallelujah. Verse 37. And herein is that saying true. One sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that whereon you bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and you entered into their labors. Some people plant. Maybe when you share the gospel, you're just planting a seed, right? And it takes some time to grow. And someone will come along a couple months later, and they'll reap that seed that was sown, but both the sower and the reaper get the same reward. He who plants and he who sows, but God gives the increase. 
So it doesn't matter what side you are on the coin, whether you're planting or whether you're sowing or whether you're watering it doesn't, or reaping, it doesn't matter. We all get the same reward. We just need to be about the Father's business so that we can shine. Amen? Hallelujah. Go with me to John chapter 1. And I'm going to close with this. Hallelujah. John chapter 1. Glory to God. Look at verse 35. Again, the next day, after John stood and two of his disciples. So John had people who were following him until Jesus came. Okay? And looking upon Jesus, verse 36, as he walked, he said, behold the Lamb of God. So John is there with two disciples. We're going to find out which one of them was. And he sees Jesus and he says, behold the Lamb of God. Right? Very simple. He, he, John is pointing to Jesus. John is talking about Jesus. John is magnifying Jesus. Okay? Verse 37. And the two disciples heard him speak and they followed Jesus. Boy, John could have felt bad. Here he is introducing Jesus and when he introduced Jesus, two of his followers started following Jesus. But he, that was, he didn't feel bad because that was his job. His job was to introduce people to Jesus, and then Jesus can take over after that. You just make an introduction. This is Jesus. Oh, I'm going to follow him. Okay, great. Wonderful. John was not upset about that. He introduced Jesus, and two of his fathers, two of his followers followed him. Verse 38. Then Jesus turned and saw them following and said unto them, What do you seek? And they said unto him, Rabbi, which means master, where do you live? He said unto them, come and see. <laughs> Listen, you've got to walk with Jesus by faith. He's not going to tell you everything. You've got to trust him as you go. Amen? Where do you live? Come and see. Okay. Guess we've got to keep following him then. <laughs> All right. Okay. Because it was about 4 p.m. That means you, you got to find a place to stay. All right, look at verse 40. One of the two disciples with John who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. Everybody say Andrew. Okay. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, we have found the Messiah, which is interpreted the Christ. What did Andrew was so captivated by Jesus that he could not keep it to himself. I got to tell somebody, I got to tell somebody, I got to tell somebody. He found first his brother. If you witness to people, 
Find people that are close. Well, they don't want to hear me. doesn't matter. Let them hear you anyway. There was people that didn't want to hear Jesus. Too bad. Let them hear him. They can make up their own minds. Just tell them. Okay? I got to go get my brother. We found the Messiah. And he, he didn't say it like this. Hey, Peter, we found the Messiah. No, we found the Messiah. Hey, Peter, Peter, guess what, guess what, guess what? Peter's like, what? We found the Messiah. The one known as Christ. Didn't Peter get a revelation of who he was later? Oh, hmm. Maybe it might have been the seed from his brother. He first found, notice he, he found him. Everybody say he found him. He had to look for him. He wasn't just readily there. He went and found him. Did you know that God has a department called lost and found? That's why Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. It's, you're part of the lost and found department. When I attended a church in Illinois, when I lived in Illinois before I was married, the pastor had a vision to go from our town of 10,000 people. He raised money for two Greyhound buses. And those buses, he converted the seats to that they could lay down. And he started taking people from our church. We went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, Miami, Florida, uh, Atlanta, Georgia, New York City, a couple other different places. I went on several of those. And in one day, he shared the vision. They raised $40,000 to purchase these two buses. The associate pastor gave the first thousand and he could hardly speak. (laughs) And I got to be part of some of those crusades. And we would get, there would be about 40 people that would pay their way on a bus. We'd go to these, we'd go to these bigger cities. We'd go to the worst part of the city. And the ministry that he had was called Lost and Found. And we would set up Music in the worst part of a suburb. We went to Techwood in Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, we had, there were cop cars there. There were people running without shirt. There were people running away from the cops. Seriously. I mean, you see it all there. But we set up music and we would cover a two block radius and we would go out to people who were coming out to hear the music. We'd share Jesus with them. We went to Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, I went I went to Tulsa, to Atlanta, and to Fort Worth, Texas on those crusades. And uh, I got to deal with demons. I did. I got to confront some demons. It was cool. But though, I cherish those moments. You know, it is exciting when you share the gospel. If you can share your sports team, you can share the gospel. If you can share a recipe, you can share the gospel. If you can share your favorite place to eat, you can share the gospel. We make it so hard. It's not so hard. Andrew found his brother. He went and told him that we found the Messiah. All right? Verse 42. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, You are Simon, the son of Jonah. You shall be called Cephas. Which being... Be, which by interpretation means stone. 
What did he do with Peter? He went and found him. He went and told him. And he went and brought him. Who did he bring him to? He brought him to Jesus. With excitement. With life. With energy. With expectation. Amen? Andrew did not say, I hope this works. He was so full of the love of God. He had met Jesus. He had followed Jesus. Right? In just a brief moment of time. It did, Andrew didn't have to go to school to learn how to do this. It came as a natural byproduct of being with Jesus. Can you say amen? amen? So Andrew followed Jesus. He stayed with Jesus and he shared Jesus. And he found his brother. Go to John chapter 12 and then I'm done. Hallelujah. John chapter 12. And look at uh, verse 20. And there were certain Greeks among them that came up to worship. This is John 12, 20. The same, therefore... Uh, came to Philip, the same came therefore to Philip, which was of Bethsaida of Galilee, and desired him, saying, Sir, we would like, we'd like to see Jesus. Boy, that's the best kind of witnessing opportunity ever when someone comes out. See, you ought to live in such a way that people ask questions. Because when they ask questions, they open the door. Why do you look so happy? Well, let me tell you why I look so happy. Amen? So, okay, so there, these Greeks, they wanted to come to see Jesus. They came to Philip. All right? And uh, verse 22, Philip came and told Andrew, and Andrew and Philip tell Jesus. And Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. So Greeks came to Philip. They were seeking Jesus. Philip went to Andrew, and Philip and Andrew took them both to Jesus, or took them to Jesus. Amen? Was Andrew sweating? Was he perspirating because he was nervous? No. He did it in John 1. He did it in John 12. And Andrew wasn't even in the top tier of disciples. But yet he had a love for Jesus. And he was sharing Jesus because we're going to see Andrew's star shining like the stars forever and ever. Because Andrew was wise because he won souls. Hallelujah. And we need to win souls. Every one of us in this room have a sphere of influence. Students who go to school, you have other students. People who work in a workplace, there are people that work there. They probably don't know Jesus. Some of them might, some of them might not. You have a perfect opportunity. Number one, just live in a way that represents Jesus. And then if a door of opportunity opens up, share. Amen? And and ask people if they need prayer. And just be willing to pray for them. It doesn't take long. All you guys say is, in the name of Jesus. Right? It can be quick. So your work isn't interrupted. But this is how we create a lasting memorial. By winning souls. This is why Jesus came. Amen? Soul winning is easy. Hallelujah. And I've got some other ways to help you share your faith. Amen.
God's got multiple ways. You know, I was very pleased because uh, Josiah's into football now. And uh, so we were watching the NFL draft when it occurred a few weeks ago. And one thing was impressive. There were a few of those people that got drafted. I mean, they were boldly glorifying God. Amen. God's getting into the NFL. He's getting into the MLB, right? He's getting into these sports things, right? God, God has ways of getting in anywhere. He just needs some people, right? Your sphere of influence, you are there because God wants to use you to reach them. Amen? And, and if you pray, he'll create opportunities. He will open doors. He will say, here you go. And, and you've got to take the boldness and the courage to walk through that door. And you've got to know that the Holy Ghost is with you. God's love is on the inside of you. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Amen? And we just have to go and share and communicate and let the Holy Spirit do the rest. And we will shine like the stars in heaven. And we will create a lasting memorial. Forever. It was written forever. God, you're going to be in heaven a thousand years. And you're going to say, see how your light's shining? See how you, look at your light shining. Amen. You want your name in lights? Win some souls. Hallelujah. Oh, Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise. Thank you for your word today. Lord, I thank you for your anointing to be upon your people. You have equipped them for success. Hallelujah. If you know that you want to be a harvester in God's field, it doesn't matter if you have a career but you also make it your business to be an ambassador for Jesus. Amen? You know, Peter was a fisherman, and God used a fisherman to win souls. God used a tax collector to win souls. God used zealots to win souls. Amen? If you see yourself as a harvester, I want you to stand to your feet in the name of Jesus. You're a harvester And you want to participate in God's field. There's going to be an anointing come upon you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. And it's going to bring, it's going to cause your boldness to increase. It's going to cause your voice to be amplified. It's going to cause power to flow through you. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, you have seen these that have stood before you. And Lord, I give you thanks and praise that your anointing and your power and your peace come upon them in the name of Jesus. Lord, they desire to be harvesters. You said that we should pray to the Lord of the harvest that you would send laborers into your field. Father, I thank you right now that we commission and Send these laborers to go into all the world, to go into the areas where you have placed them, where you have put them, Lord, to let their light so shine before men that they will see their good works and people will glorify God because of what they see and what they hear from them in the name of Jesus. 
Let your anointing of joy flow out of them, Father. And Lord, let them be uh, uh, filled with the grace of God. Lord, and let your graciousness just flow out of them in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, Lord, for Holy Spirit. You lead God and direct their steps. Lord, you, you tell them where to go, what to say, and what to do. And Lord, they are constantly in communication with you. They are letting you lead God and direct their steps in In Jesus' name. Lord, let your anointing and your fire fall on them right now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for moving in our hearts in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we stand in the gap right now for our loved ones, for our family relatives whom we have contact with, and we know that they're not born again. Father, we plead the blood of Jesus over our unsaved loved ones right now. We ask you, Lord, to open the eyes of their understanding so that they can see their need for a Savior, so that they can see their need, that they need to change their ways in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for opening their blind eyes. Thank you, Lord, for softening their heart. Lord, break up the fallow ground so it can receive the incorruptible seed in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I give you thanks and praise that We're going to see their loved ones come into the kingdom in Jesus' name. We lay claim to those loved ones right now. We we thank you that the power of God is going to get a hold of them, Lord, and you're going to draw them to yourself because we're lifting up Jesus in our lives. We're lifting up Jesus. You said where, where Jesus is lifted up, you will draw all men to yourself. So, Lord, we're going to lift up Jesus over our homes. We're going to lift up Jesus over our families. We're going to lift up Jesus over our workplaces in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we're calling them in. We're calling. We're saying come to the north of south, the east, and the west. Come in the name of Jesus. And Lord, make your body full of fire, full of fire. Make them bold as lions in the name of Jesus. Unwilling to back down, unwilling to compromise, but gentle as a dove in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you thanks and praise for working in your people, strengthening your body. And Lord, I give you thanks and praise that this is going to be a moment in time where people are going to remember today. They're going to remember that a deposit, a rich deposit of God's grace was put in them in the name of Jesus. And it's going to help them. It's going to cause them to be successful in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor, if you're close to someone, and say, now go in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Go have a good day tomorrow. However you're going to celebrate, celebrate. But remember, you represent Jesus. So whatever you do, wherever you go, wherever you are, you represent Jesus. You're his ambassador. Amen. And just just let your joy get into people around you. Have a great and wonderful week.